do DMV. It's episode 103 of Chirpin' DMV. It's Friday here. Bobcat, we've got a dual interview episode coming up for the people here. Get, get them ready for the weekend. Not a lot going on anymore. We're only really going to be talking Black Bears here, but two good Yeah, interviews. we got we to load up the interviews now. We've only got one junior team playing right now, so... Uh, yeah, check your DMs, folks, because uh, we're 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 in there. Check your DMs, folks. So Zach Jones coming on, Richmond kid. RC Like hooked us up with him. Great kid, great talk. He's in the Frozen Four uh, this coming week, Thursday night, uh, with him and his UMass squad. Yeah, awesome interview. Uh, we kept him for a while. It's a little bit longer interview, but uh, we could have talked to him for probably an hour. It was it was a uh, pretty sweet talking to him. Easily, yeah. So talking from coming to Richmond, obviously being drafted by the New York Rangers. And our second interview here, semi-pro women's hockey team, local team, the uh, Chesapeake Bay Lightning. They've got invited to Natty's this year. So we're going to be talking to two of their players, seeing what the deal is behind the club, see how the season's gone. And uh, they're pretty pumped up for Natty's. So before we get into all that, Bobcat, what's going on, man? How's your week been? How are things? Oh, it's not bad. We got Easter coming up, but I didn't realize that was a thing. I forgot. But it is my nephew's first Easter. So uh, I got to, you know, I got to take care of him. And I'm getting uh, microchipped this weekend. So you get microchipped this weekend. There it is. Yeah. I'm driving to Salisbury to get it. Who? What the fuck? Why? Because they're just throwing them away out there, man. I don't know. That's the closest <sighs> place I can get one. You should just like register in like DC or something. Well, I didn't have to, I didn't lie about anything. Like I literally just put in the location yeah. and it, it was like, dude, I haven't booked an airline ticket with this many options. Like they gave me any time, any day, like they are throwing <laughs> them away out there. That's, that's kind of nuts. Yeah. You gotta there's get a, there's a, a few of... good breweries out there. So I'll swing through, grab some, you know, RIR yeah. perhaps Evo make a day enjoy, out of it. Enjoy the, enjoy the drive over the bridge, all that good stuff. Yeah. We're recording. What is it? Wednesday night recording Wednesday night um no men's league for me this week a little bit of a one game suspension i was gonna say but, you gotta be suspended. We're all right we're all right yep just a quick one game suspension so, so hey hey speaking of men's league what, what's the deal with the tournament we got coming up is it under wraps is that public knowledge yeah so we're working on it so there is a beer league association uh i guess it's a traveling tournament company to go around so there's one coming up in may here and we're putting together a hell of a chirping team here. So if you're if you're at the Gardens Ice House for the all-day kegger and barbecue and all this good stuff and want to watch the team just wipe the floor with everybody in the top division, come see the chirping guys. Got some do sick we, unis in the work. Do we have a goalie? Uh, I have a couple in mind that are extremely, extremely good goalies. So have we, we talked we've got to, some options here. Have we talked to Phoenix lately? <laughs> we have not talked to Phoenix lately. I don't know what his contract situation is if he's taxi if he's in hershey but that it could be a viable option if he's we here gotta keep him keep him fresh if he's gonna you know, who's got a more elite wrist shot than bobcat that's true yeah i mean if if, if it's cats need to, yeah you're right cats need to keep him fresh on that practice squad or the taxi squad then and he wants real high level game action not saying we're going to be high level in terms of probably oh no i'm not saying i'm better than anybody in the in you know the ahl or the taxi squad but that five minutes of men's league warm up, you know, I can get them get, you know, yeah. we were coaches. We can help. Yeah. We t- we're not going to, we're not going to do like the guys do in the NHL and test you, test your pads. We're going to put them up by your ears, get you thinking a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. What are you doing for Easter though? What's the fam doing? The Easter is just the normal, just drive home, drink beers with the parents all day. Have some getting out on the, the water. Grill. And then, no, we were going to, Dave was going to get the boat in for the season uh, today, actually. But the rain and all that good stuff. But yeah, it keeps it in deal. So it's going in next Monday, the day after Easter. When you swing through Annapolis, you're gonna hit me up. 
Yeah, we'll just I'll scoop you on the way. We'll head on down. And we'll find ourselves in deal, baby. Hell yeah, it is a little out of the way, but you know, write it off. Yeah, it is what it is. Write it off, baby. So, not too much to talk about. Like we said, we're gonna kick it to Zach Jones right now, and then after that, we're gonna talk some black bears and then finish the episode off with the Chesapeake Bay Lightning women's. Uh, so let's do it right now, Zach Jones, UMass Minutemen defenseman. Bark down, bark, bark, bark down, bark and down, off the bar and down. All right, we now welcome on an awesome guest, the Glenn Allen, Virginia native, third-round draft pick by the Rangers in that 2019 NHL entry draft. Currently defenseman for the UMass Minutemen there, eight goals, 15 assists, 23 points this season. Zach Jones, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome, welcome. Love it. So like we do with everybody from around here, we start kind of where it started for you. I mean, coming up in Virginia, kind of Richmond area, when did you first start playing? Who were the first club or clubs you started playing with down there? So uh, I probably started playing when I was about three years old. I mean, my dad was the equipment manager for the Renegades when they were, when they were a team. Probably, I think he stopped in 02 or 03, I think. So I was always around the rink there. I was skating with him and stuff like that. But I didn't probably start playing until I was about three or four. And I think I want to say the Richmond Royals was the first team I ever played for. And then now they're the Richmond Generals. So yeah, uh, Those purple and black hitters, right? Those yeah. Purple oh, black yeah. Unis. oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah they were tough crazy. when back back you know a decade ago when we were playing. More than that at this point. <laughs> yeah, they haven't been around for a while. I feel like. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, I've, I feel like we've read uh, or we've heard through the grapevine. What's this? This frozen slab? Was there a, a, an origin story here? For what? Sorry. Is there a, a, a slab in your backyard, or your dad built you a slab? So uh, we had a rink. It was called the lower rink. It was probably ten to fifteen minutes away from my house. Like eight dads of the uh, couple of kids that I played with, they just decided, screw it, we're going to build a rink. And, uh, you know, that was huge for us. We didn't really get a, a, a ton of ice time at uh, some of the other rinks. So this is a place that we could just go whenever, right after school, before school, whenever we wanted just to go and uh, work on our work on our game. There you go. Love it. So, Spent, did you play at any other clubs outside? I guess there wasn't too many clubs down that way, really, outside of Richmond, right? Yeah, so it was the Royals. And then uh, we had a team, a AAA team, uh, based out of uh, Richmond, but it was a bunch of kids from all over. It was probably, there's, I think, three or four kids from Richmond, and then the rest were either Northern Virginia kids or uh, right. we had a couple of kids from North Carolina, a kid from Pennsylvania. It was all over. Love it. So, I mean, it kind of comes to the point where you, re- you realize you're pretty damn good. You get to, like, that high school age, and you eventually choose the Slex Academy up in Connecticut. Kind of talk about that decision to go there. Were there any other maybe potential schools you were looking at, maybe up north? Boston, yeah. it, anything like that? South Kent? Yeah, South Kent School. So uh, that was my first and only choice, honestly. I knew the uh, coaching staff there really well because I played a couple summer tournaments with them growing up. So that was the only choice I really wanted. To, the only place I really wanted to go. I, uh, you know, when hockey in Richmond isn't the greatest, you guys know that <laughs> as much as I do. And, uh, you know, the, the level of play, I needed to go somewhere where I could uh, get noticed by scouts and other people. So South Kent was a really easy choice for me. I mean, it was a great campus. I had a great time there. It was a tremendous place where I, uh, I think I got a lot better. Well, pretty good alumni it. list there too. I mean, you're playing playing some top high schools in the country. So was that was that a big jump going from Richmond to there? Yeah, I mean, obviously I'd played against some kids growing up, and then all the top guys, but I never really played against them regularly. So it was definitely a big jump for me. But I'd say it was a pretty easy one after my my freshman year was tough, but Going into my sophomore year, I definitely had a ton, a lot more confidence, and uh, I thought that was a big, the biggest year for me. 
And well, I, we can't just skip past, uh, I mean, how you got there, right? We wouldn't be doing our due diligence if we didn't ask about RC. Yeah, so I actually never played for RC. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, the junior coach for the uh, generals growing right. up. So I was always on the younger teams and stuff. But my dad and uh, another dad or another dad of the, one of the players, Pat Kelb, there are two coaches growing up probably from the time I was 10 till I left uh, to go to South Kent. There. Love it. So kind of talk about your personal style a bit. What's your biggest strength out there on defense? I mean, and is there, is there a guy in the NHL or maybe formerly in the NHL you model your game after? Were you always a D man? I was not, I was a forward until I was probably 11, I want to say. So uh, okay. I'm a pretty offensive defenseman. That's uh, what people know about me. I mean, I'm working on my game, trying to turn into more of a two-way defenseman, but I'd say my biggest strengths are my skating and my, uh, my hands and my hockey IQ. Those are the, the three things I think I'm best at. And uh, somebody I try to model my game after is Tory Krug. He's, I've loved watching him play. He was a four-year guy in college and he just, he worked his way into the NHL. He didn't get drafted. He wasn't picked on any of these teams. He wasn't expected to be there. And he just, he worked his way up and now he's one of the top defensemen in the NHL. I love the, uh, I love the hockey IQ there, Bob. Not many people pump their own brain right there. You love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I have to ask this as a, a closeted Flyers fan. Uh, what was Joel Farabee like playing as a U16er? He was unbelievable. Him and uh, Emilio Peterson, the kid that he plays with Calgary now, they were on a line together, and it was it was awesome to watch. They were two of the top players in the country when they were when I played with them. I played with Joel growing up a few more times, or a few times before South Ken, and uh, they were just something special. That line, his line, probably combined for 400 points the year I played <laughs> with them. It was ridiculous. They were they were something else. Love you you got to look forward to playing against him in a few years, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you take the USHL route, go to Tri-City, Tri-City Storm. Uh, let's talk about that rookie season a bit. I mean, all rookie team, all league second team, rookie of the year, 52 points in 56 games. What was it about that season where everything, I guess, just seemingly came so easy to you there? I, uh, I think it was – I went the right time. You know, I wasn't drafted the first two years in the USHL when I was eligible, and that kind of put a little chip on my shoulder that third year. I wanted to be a top pick. I wanted to be a guy that a team wanted me right from the get-go. So I came into a great situation in Tri-City. I was playing with a great defenseman with Ronnie Adder. He's another Philly guy. So uh, it was awesome. I mean, everybody there helped me so much. I mean, my confidence just grew tremendously being there. So you go from playing basically in your backyard to the best junior league in the country in a very short period of time. And you're, you're giving credit to, you know, your teammates and everything and your coaches for your development, but break down that that's a pretty big jump. Like, can you, can you, can you break us down or break that down or run us through that a little bit? Yeah, I'd say it was definitely tougher going from South Kent to juniors than it was from juniors to college. I just say my confidence wasn't like, wasn't as high going into juniors. I was wouldn't say I was scared, but it was just a little nerve wracking going into the top junior league in the world and in the U S and, uh, you know, oh, no, just, the world, the world. Yeah. I will say the world. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it was definitely tough, but I mean, I got there and right away I felt welcomed by the coaching staff and all the players. They helped me so much. I mean, that was just, that was awesome for me. I mean, I was in a great situation. I got to play power play penalty kill. I was, it was awesome for me. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that a, just, you know, their first year of junior hockey is the United States Hockey League. I yeah, mean, I, you know, you're a rookie of the year, all, all second team and everything like that. So that's awesome, man. That's it's like people in this area, I think we're just getting a taste of it with the Black Bears in the North American League, but don't really know that there's this high level of hockey all over the country. 
yeah, I mean, not a lot of people know about hockey in Richmond. You guys know that in Virginia, actually. So it's, uh, it was definitely, nobody really knew about it, knew the jump that I made, but it's definitely, uh, it worked out for the best. Love it. So, I mean, I, I believe it's twice, correct me if I'm wrong, you get to put on that Team USA jersey. You have the, I think it's the 2018-2019 Junior A Challenge, and then the year after that in Czech. But that the one in Canada right there is the one you guys went and went gold. So kind of talk about, I mean, you have a pretty good tournament yourself there. Talk about that experience right there, obviously. And then the, I think, I believe the year after that, you go to Czech, right? And you guys come up yeah. short, but talk about those two tournaments. Yeah, the World Junior A Challenge was awesome. I played with uh, two guys from my team, so I had some comfortability going in there. I played with guys growing up that uh, were on the team, so it was awesome. I mean, these guys were some of the best, or the best players in the USHL at whatever age we were, the 19 and under age group. So, I mean, it was it was awesome going in there and winning gold and being able to wear the U S sweater every time is obviously a huge honor to get to represent your country. That was awesome for me. And the, the check was, uh, that was something else. That was yeah. a whole different ball game. It was. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about game. the differences. Me and Billman were actually talking, we were talking about the tournaments and I was telling him, I was like, yeah, he's on the world junior squad. And then he was on like the U 19 squad. Like what's the U 19 tournament for? So the world junior A challenge was the one just the USHL players. So it okay. was, whatever the 99 birth year through a one birth year of the year I was there. So that was, that was pretty awesome for me to get to experience that first. And then the, uh, the world juniors was, that was something, it was the best players in the world. That was. Well, we could spend dog. an hour just talking about the the guys that played in that tournament. Oh my God. Caulfield, Zegras, everybody, all those guys that you are in the NHL now were on that team. And it was, it was something, I mean, I, went into camp that uh, summer and I didn't really expect much out of it. I just wanted to go and play my game. And then when I got the call in December that uh, I made the tryout squad again, it was, I wanted to go there and make the team. And I got pretty lucky. I'd say I was put into a good situation again there. And, you know, those, that turn was awesome. I mean, going, playing against Canada that first game, it was sold mm -hmm. out in warmups. It was, it was crazy. I didn't, I'd never experienced something like that before. I mean, UMass, obviously we got a ton of fans, but, going there and playing in front of 15,000 sold out Canadian fans mm -hmm. in the Czech Republic. That was something else. Well, I, I, you, I know you, you mentioned when you were surprised when you got the call and I, I took note of a particular quote I found it said, not a clue in the world. Even last year, about this time when I was chosen for the all American prospects game, I didn't have a clue in the world that that even be an option. I guess I've always been a guy that kind of flew under the radar. And did that translate to, you know, the draft like when you were drafted did you know that was coming did you have an idea of like that what round like at what point in time did you you know figure out hey this is a legitimate option for me yeah so I mean the first half of the USHL my USHL year I didn't talk to any NHL scouts you know my teammates were always talking to scouts and stuff and I just never got to talk to anybody and the first team that talked to me was actually the Rangers in December and I was in shock when I first got to meet with somebody and uh from then on out, it just kind of rolled for me. I mean, the world, the All-American Prospects game, I, like I said, I had not a clue that I was going to make that game. Me and one of my teammates from South Kent made it, and I figured he would, but I was just in shock that I made it. And then once I made that game, it just kind of, it helped my confidence grow big time. I mean, I knew that I could play with the best players in the world, and, you know, it just, it helped me. Has it so, sunk in yet, man? I think I can still yeah. play with the best players in the world. I'm 28 <laughs> turning 29. Like, you're an NHL draft pick. Like, has that sunk in yet? I think it's sunk in more now. I mean, obviously, I try not to think about it that much. I mean, it's just – it's something that happened, and I'm trying to – 
the next goal is to make the NHL. So. Absolutely. Hey, well, don't worry. If you're not going to give yourself credit, we're going to pump your tires. And, <laughs> and when you get there, we'll be, we'll be banging on the glass too. I appreciate that. Are you, um, you in contact a lot with the Rangers in terms of like, did they kind of help you maybe steer you in the direction of in your off season? Like, Hey, work on this, work with these people, this, that, and the other, is that still pretty much all UMass is what you're concentrated on right now in terms of their staff and all of that? Yeah, so I mean, last summer was obviously weird with COVID, but the year before that, when I got drafted, I got to go to development camp, and they were they were awesome there. Every year, I mean, they've been talking to me probably once or twice a month at least, just about stuff I can work on in my game, everything like that. And then the UMass staff, I I listen to more, I'd say, just right now, just because I'm here. Yeah. But you know, the uh, we come up here probably for a four weeks, I'd say, and work out up here, but. The development part of this, the game, they've helped me tremendously. They just, they're always giving me points to work on my game, which is awesome. I mean, that's what you want in a player, or that's what I want in the development staff is somebody that's trying to yeah. push me and get me better. So they've done a great job with that. Uh, you're so complimentary of all your, your teammates and everyone around you. So I'm, this is the last one I'm going to ask about. But uh, there's someone else that got drafted by the Rangers in the same year that you seem to have played with over and over, um, our, you know, Keandre Miller. Uh, what's, what's going on with him? Do you know, did you talk to him when you got drafted? Has he been, you know, chatting with you? Are you guys, you guys pretty close? It seems like you gotta keep following each other around, right? Yeah. So I didn't actually know Keandre at first, like he got drafted a year before me and then I made the, uh, the summer showcase and he was there too. So I talked to him more there and got to know him a little better. And then I really got to know him at the world juniors. You know, he's a great kid and he's been tremendous this year for the Rangers. He's he stepped in and worked his way into a top four spot into that lineup. And he's been something that nobody expected, honestly. Everybody kind of things I read and stuff, everybody was thinking, oh, he's going to go to the AHL, spend a year there. No, he just he worked his way into that lineup and proved to people that he's he deserved to be in the NHL. And it's it's showing he's a great defenseman. He's yeah. somebody that, you know, he's six four, two hundred pounds, an athlete. That's that's so hard to teach. You can't teach that. It's so when you're 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 pumping his highlights and retweeting them, is he gonna return the favor for you? I hope so. We'll see. <laughs> I hope All the so. rags fans to see. Yeah. So let's get into some college here. We'll start with the recruiting process. Kind of how did that go down? I'm sure you visited multiple schools. Um, and inevitably, what was the deciding factor to make you choose uh, UMass? So I uh, I only got recruited by like two schools. Wow, was, really? Yeah. So my, uh, I committed my right after my U, second U 16 year at South Kent. So going into my junior year that summer, I committed here and it was, it was between here and union. And okay. the deciding factor was the coaching staff and the culture that they built here. I mean, the year before I committed here, they'd won five games, 10 games, something like that. But I just had a feeling that, you know, this coaching staff was going to work their way into the top, a top program in the country. And you know, you bring in guys like Kale McCarr and Mario yeah. Ferraro, John Leonard, those guys, they they turn the ship around here. All those guys, the seniors here that are with me now. Rather quickly, they, too. Yeah, really quickly. It was something that I never expected. I mean, I went into my USHL year and they were a top team in the country. I was like, holy cow, this is <laughs> this is awesome. This is this is what I want to do. This is the this, this is what I signed up for. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, literally. Exactly. So they were uh the coaching staff here was so welcoming. I mean, I was five, five, maybe 120 pounds when they committed me, but they just had faith in me. And that was the biggest thing for me was having somebody that believed in me and believed in my game. And they had it from the get go. Love it. I mean, an impressive freshman year too. that three twenty and 23 point wise, 
that we did see some Rangers articles. A lot of them question you, you know, sustaining that productivity. And you kind of bit basically said, hold my beer, watch this. And your, your, your season right now, your sophomore season has been fucking, you lighten it up again. So, I mean, I'm curious in terms of that off season from your frost year to this year. Now, anything specifically you, you worked on, like what was the biggest part of your game that you had to uh, improve? And then where all did you train and whatnot? So I was up in Michigan last summer for 10 weeks. I think it was working out with like the guys I was playing with the world juniors team, Caulfield, uh, all those oh, guys that played on the, uh, national team program. So are it was, you training was, at the at the national development place? I was, yes. So I right was working on. out there five times a week. I was skating with uh, a skills coach up in Detroit for four times a week. It was it was awesome. This was the best summer I've had so far in my life because you know in Richmond there's great hockey players. I know a couple yeah. kids that are great players, but it doesn't compare. Well, I was mm-hmm. just gonna say they definitely don't have that. You know that that that's a that's a top of the top of the line training center for the national development team there you, you don't get that in your backyard <laughs> no exactly i mean i can do all the push-ups and sit-ups i want at home but going up there that was that was something else for me i mean i worked on everything my body my conditioning my well and every, everyone else there's doing the same thing as you right like you, you're surrounding yourself with like-minded folk exactly i was i was surrounded by the best players in the country and that just pushed me to get that much better because i wanted to i want to be one of those guys that's yeah. the goal i have and you know, getting to work out with them every day, see what they do all the time. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. And and not just players, but coaches too. I mean, the amount of like talent it comes through coaching wise in and out of those doors, probably on a weekly basis is just. Oh, it was ridiculous. It was awesome. It was, I was seeing NHL coaches, NHL scout talking, just talking to guys. Like it was, it was pretty impressive up there. There it is. That's awesome, man. But let's, let's get to the present here. I know you got a busy week. We don't want to keep you too long. Um, but you guys on a tear this year, 18, five and four, um, what's, what's, what's making this group click? Like what's so special? Is there a particular motivation or is everyone, you know, eyes on the prize? It's not a lot going on in the outside world right now. Yeah. We don't, we don't listen to anything from the outside world. We're, our team is awesome. I mean, we don't have really anybody that's a top end pick or a top skill guy. We just have a bunch of guys that want to win and want to win a national championship. So that's uh that's awesome to be a part of. I mean, guys are coming in early every day. I mean, that's that's so inspiring to see as a young guy when your captain's coming in at eight o'clock in the morning getting a workout in. You know, that's that's awesome. And uh, our team is just we're a bunch of grinders, pretty much. I, that's is. the best way to put it. I mean, we muck, we grind, and we just wear teams down. And it's it's been awesome so far. I mean, I'm so excited for this Frozen Four run we have, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully to get to that national championship. Yeah, and I mean. You guys, it, it clearly shows you win the first ever hockey's tournament in program history. You make the alternate team. Talk about uh, kind of what that means to the program. Obviously, you came in, like you mentioned back a couple minutes ago, you come in at the five-win team, and now you're winning the first hockey's championship in yeah, it's history awesome. there. It's pretty cool to be a part of the first hockey's team or hockey's winning team at this school. I mean, all the guys that have been here the year that they made to the national championship game, you would have thought they would have won it then, but – even last year, we had a guys, I mean, we lost Kale McCarr, Mario Ferraro, and everybody kind of thought, you know, UMass is going to drop down. And that just gives us a little extra motivation, you know. I mean, people are always doubting us. They're always going to doubt us, but we know what we have in that locker room and we know what we're capable of. And, I mean, and obviously winning a conference championship, whether it's basketball here, coming to the March Madness to Frozen Four, the run. I mean, you win that conference championship, and I feel like every time a squad does, your mindset is just immediately like, yeah, this is great, but, like, thought process is like, all right, we're immediately now going to go make a run for a natty. 
Yeah, exactly. Was that kind of first thought you get in that locker room after that game? Yeah, we obviously we celebrated for that night, and that was it. We just turned the page, and we're focusing now on the national championship. That's uh, that was our main focus last week, and we won the regionals. So uh, now we got two more games. Take us through, you know, where you guys are at right now. Are you in a bubble? Did they? Where was the tournament taking place? What's going on there? So in Bridgeport, it was. We were staying in a hotel. We had to quarantine for a day and a half. The day we got there, and then another day after, and then we're just we're still on campus. I've been at UMass since August. Haven't left. Didn't get to go home for Christmas, Thanksgiving, none of that stuff. But uh, it's been awesome. I mean, the bubble in Pittsburgh, I think, is the same thing as Bridgeport. So we'll be there, get there Monday, and then quarantine for a day and a half, and then get back on the horse, get prepared for Duluth. So that first game, you guys, you know, you play Lake State, uh, three apples, not a big deal. Like, well, take us through, you know, how, the, how that game went for you guys. You know, that wasn't even our best game. I thought our Bemenji game was 10 times better than the Lake State game. You know, we, uh, we have a certain style that we play, and we hold ourselves to such a high standard that if we drop off from that standard at all, you're going to hear it from our coaching staff. You're going to hear it from our head coach, and it's awesome. That's what you want. We just beat a team 5-1, and our coach was – not yelling at us, but he was just giving us pointers and saying the next morning, pretty much, we got to be better against Bemenji. Well, we, uh, we I'm going to call. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Zach. I had a few. Uh, we had a few defensive breakdowns against Lake State, and that could have cost us the game. But we got a tremendous goalie in Freelay Lindbergh. He's been lights out this year. So that obviously doesn't hurt. And then uh, going into Bemenji, we just we locked him down. That was our goal. And we played a much better game against Bemenji than Lake State. Well, good journalism. My follow-up question was, you play Lake State, give up 30 shots, you still pump them, but then you go and play Bemidji and only give up 18 shots. My follow-up was going to be, what is the defensive style from that game to the next one and then heading into the Frozen Four? We're just a, we're a, hard, we're a defensive team. That's our mindset. I mean, we have a couple goals on the board, and one of them is just to be below two goals against every game, and that's uh, something that we – Something that we pride ourselves on is being a defense, a good defensive team. And, uh, you know, we didn't play our best defensive game against Lake State. They had a few chances where, you know, you need your goalie to make a few saves. And having Philae back there, it's definitely uh, pretty nice. So going into Bemenji, we knew we had to be better for him because he was he was there for us against Lake State. We had to be better yeah. for him against Bemenji. And that that's what uh, what we accomplished, I'd say. So while playing in that defensive style, you're a guy that puts points on the board. Are you, are you getting the green light in certain situations or what can you attribute, you know, the the two years of pretty darn good production? So, to? I I mean, our coaches give me the green light whenever. They know I'm an offensive guy. You know, the one thing when I got here was they wanted my defensive game to be 10 times better than it was. And so I had to work on that. The first couple of games in college were definitely hard, hitting bigger guys going against faster guys. So uh, the biggest thing that they told me when I came in was we need you to be a two-way to player. We need you to be out there against other guys' top lines and stuff like that. So, you know, the offensive side of the game, they don't really tell me anything. Just the defensive side has been uh, something that they've worked on with me most on, and uh, it's been great. So you don't, don't have the Patrick Line A conversation going on? No, not at all. <laughs> So, I mean, you guys are a team. We just talked about it coming in. You got a 5-1 win. You got a 4 nothing win. It seems like you're kind of rolling here. And then Minnesota Duluth, the semifinal here on Thursday, they're a team coming off of that 5-4-5 overtime game. So kind of what's the scouting report here on Duluth? What's it going to take for you guys to pull out the win and head to that national championship? 
Yeah, I mean, Duluth's a great team. They've been in the national championship the past two years. They've won it two years in a row. So, I mean, it's going to be a fun game. I mean, we haven't really done much scouting on them yet, but we know that they're a similar team to us, defensive. They play a really structured game, and they don't get off the page at all. They know uh, they don't beat themselves. That's the way uh, they play, and we just know that if we play our style and play our game, we should be fine. Do you notice a, a different style from the East Coast to those, you know, the Midwest guys in college at all? A little bit, yeah. I mean, obviously, East Coast teams, we got the BC, BU, all these top-end guys and stuff. But uh, you can tell the NCHC and the, those leagues out there, pretty, they're harder. They're definitely harder players. They just they grind, just like us. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be a grind. That's yeah. <laughs> the best right. way I got it, the best thing I got for it. So, I mean, outside of hockey and this run you guys have been on, let's just take it from winning that hockey East and up until now out, outside of the rink, what kind of what's been the most enjoyable part about the, the entire run here? I mean, just being around the guys all the time. I mean, we haven't really, obviously COVID rules, we can't really yeah. hang out with anybody. So we just, we hang out with it as a team and that's been uh, it's why we're so close. And I think that's why we've uh, accomplished so much this year is just being around the guys all the time has been awesome. I mean, you never get, never get tired of seeing your teammates and it's been great. Yeah. Bobcat. Got two follow-up questions. First one is uh, what's behind the, the number? Any, any decision-making in the number process? Nope. Just random. random. <laughs> just I had a few random choices at the, the beginning of my freshman year and just got stuck with 24. I've always yeah, had, a, gonna, I've always had random numbers growing up. You're going to so keep I, it. You're going to keep that. Or are you just going to wait till you get to the Rangers and they're just like, all right, here's, here's whatever number you get. I think that's what I'm going to do. I don't, I don't well, they give you that. a dev camp. I was 86 at development camp. So that's his day. Hey, young bees are there. Yeah. A <laughs> couple of random numbers I get. So I, I'm cool with whatever number I get. I don't. My, uh, my last, my last follow-up question is what were your thoughts on barrel gate this year? On who say again? On, on barrel gate with the world junior squad. Where they oh, had the, the, uh, oh my yeah. God. Oh my, I didn't even like, I had no idea what that was. Honestly, I was so confused when I saw them take a picture with that. I was I was lost. I hadn't. So you guys didn't anything. do that the year before? No, we had nothing like that. It was, <laughs> that was something new to me. And that was pretty crazy to see. I mean, obviously they took a lot of heat for it, but they had a reason behind it and they accomplished their goal. That was, that was awesome to see the guys that, uh, you know, I played with the year before come back and have such a great term in Zegras. So that guy's something else. So, I mean, no, he's all right. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a decent player. So, uh, I guess my, my last question is, did you grow up? I mean, you stayed in the, the DMV for a while. Are you a Caps fan? Or were you a Caps fan? Sorry, because you're a Rangers fan now. Nope. I, uh, <laughs> I hated the Capitals growing up. I hate them just because of all the bandwagon Richmond fans uh, yeah. that would always yeah. hop on the train. We'll scrub and, this. We'll scrub it. Yep. I was an Ottawa fan growing up. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Why? so uh, my dad knew the for the Senators when uh, they made it to the Cup in like 05 or 06. So uh, he got us tickets to go up there and see them. I got to go down to the locker room. Danny Heatley used to be my favorite player. That's why I wore 15 and 51 growing up there because of him. And uh, then Eric Carlson got there, and, you know, it, he's a great player. He's somebody that used to be my favorite player. He still is. And, uh, you know, that was the reason. How about that clapper in the shootout? You see that? That was something. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> well, totally Hartman did it right. Be, well, Hartman like, yeah. did it right beforehand. So Carlson just went down. And whatever. Yeah, he had to. He had to one up him a little bit. <laughs> love it, love it. So Thursday night, right? Semifinal, nine p.m. Hopefully, you guys 
get the, get it done. We'll be cheering for you, obviously. Local guy, just in the Frozen Four, man. We're pumped for it. We're definitely I pumped for it. it guys. Thank you very much. All yeah, right, Zach. Thanks. Take care, buddy. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, thanks again to Zach Jones for hopping on. Big game Thursday. We'll be watching. Uh, we'll be cheering. You know, we we cheer for our guys there. I mean, obviously our guy, uh, Patty Giles out of BC. They're bumped. Our guy Skoog up at BU. They're bumped out of the tourney. So our guy Zach Jones here. Scaring oh, dude, the torch wait, for my us. Uh, my old roommate was uh, from Duluth, so I'm sure sure I'll get a, a message from him regardless of what happens. He used to say, "Go Bulldogs in his sleep." I'm not kidding. <laughs> Go Bulldogs and sleep. Love it. So Thursday night, 9 p.m., I believe, ESPN2. Tune in. Check it out. Dude, so the, the result, obviously, will will air before our episode does. Yeah. And then I would imagine the championship's probably Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, that's, mm-hmm. I think that's how it goes. So they're up in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh's actually where I went and saw it back in 20, 2010, maybe. I went and saw the 2010 was Yale DC. Game. 2010 was DC. And then maybe it wasn't 2010. I remember I saw it. Me and Curb went up. Well, it was when I was in Morgantown, so maybe 2011. It was in Pittsburgh. It was the it was the Yale versus Quinnipiac one, and remember Sam Anders? Yeah, it was the year before Sam Anders went to Quinnipiac. So Quinnipiac, only, t- only team we got left here, Bobcat, <laughs> like you mentioned, Maryland Black Bears, and right, it's yeah. a hell of, it's a hell of a weekend. Three or four points. Yeah, they finally heard me, man. They finally heard me. They get three or four points. They played Northeast Generals Friday night. Uh, took them to overtime, but. Man, they're in the box seven times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but whatever. They killed seven penalties over four on the, the PP. But um, let's break down the scoring here. Maryland, Jude Curtis scores in the first. Cam Gaudet scores in the first. Northeast brings it within one in the second. Third period, Northeast gets one early, two early. They get two goals within the first yeah. six minutes of, ooh, David Anderchuk. That, ooh, is that a legacy? Oh, it might be. David like Anderson. The Black Bears are playing like the fucking Caps here, just getting a quick early lead and blowing it. In the yeah, absolutely. But Dylan Finley comes in uh, 8.35, just a couple minutes after Northeast uh, jumped up on the lead. Goal assisted by Hunter Nails McCoy. Yep. Hunter Nails McCoy, baby. Stay hot. Stay hot. But overtime, Josh Nixon was the hero on a penalty shot in OT. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on a trip. So he must have had a B-way. Breakaway trip right there. Yeah. So, I mean, they put 38 shots on goal. Dave Anderchuk, this kid's dad was definitely Dave Anderchuk of the Tampa Bay Lightning and all the, I mean, he's the most prolific power play goal scorer in NHL history. Um, we got to do some homework there. I don't know why I'm just seeing this for the first time. Yeah. But yeah, can... Maryland gets two points. Uh, first game of the night. Yeah. We got to get some video of that B way uh, penalty shot, man. Yeah, that's, it's it's got to be somewhere. But uh, yeah, shout out Mike Morelli stuff. too. The attending there, twenty six saves on twenty nine shots gets Maryland the win. And then Bobcat, it's 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 not a it's not a two point night. It's not a win the night after, but it's an overtime loss and it's still points. You're climbing. Well, the and, and you know what? I'm not going to be too negative because they went one for four on the power play. Twenty five percent is acceptable for sure, and they killed off six PPs as well. RPK. So uh, special teams picked it up in the second game. No scoring, no scoring in the first period, no scoring in the second period. Goalies, goalie duel. Um, Third period, Brandon Piku, Piku, and then uh, he scored, assisted by Cam Gaudet and Daniel Colabufo. Big weekend for Gaudet. Tied it up with less than four minutes left northeast and then unfortunately they lost in overtime um yeah. but you know they, they get points and we can't yeah. you know can't 
can't make up a lot of ground uh, without getting points. So three or four is not bad at all. Yeah. Um, no moral victories or anything, but they're sitting in fourth place right now behind New Jersey. Um, they can they can jump to third. New Jersey's got two games in hand, and then Maine and Johnstown are, are way up in the standings. But they got to separate from Danbury and Northeast here. Yeah, I mean, good news, bad news. Good news, your PK, like you said, 13 for 13 on the weekend. Your bad news is you're taking 13 penalties and – two fucking games and you're our boy McCoy nails man a period a penalty a period uh yeah. in the second game of the weekend there yeah I mean I don't have video footage I'm gonna you know think that they were probably well-timed and necessary penalties <laughs> um until proven otherwise but you yeah. know I got my we got my boys back here yeah um, but we're thinking uh maybe end of the month we're gonna get out there hopefully and try and get some some black bears coverage uh but coming up this weekend black bears are playing the team that's sitting ahead of them yeah, that's a big one. It's a big four points online. You mentioned the two games in hand. They're eight point weekend, man. Yeah, eight point weekend. It's um, and they're twelve back, like you said. Two the two games in hand. So this is a big weekend to kind of climb that. So I, I did after this weekend. They're still you know two games behind New Jersey, and yeah. they would have four points up on them in the standings if we get a sweep. That's not a bad place to be going into Johnstown the next weekend. So three or four this weekend. Um, speaking it into existence. Stay hot. We're going to smoke the Titans this weekend. Four points Titans. there. Yeah. So that's seven points. And then we're going to go split with Johnstown. I mean, if you get 10 out of what, what, how many, how many, whatever, 10 out of 12 possible points, 10 out of 14 possible points. I, I think they got it, man. I think the black bears are going to be on a heater. Let's do it. Black bears. I mean, the Bobcat called you out. You listened. You're you're up and running now. We ended the 10 game losing streak or whatever it was, and we're firing. Yeah, three or four on the weekend. And uh yeah, we'll get out there soon enough. Got to. We got to get our 43 burger uh review into. Yep, we do need to get some 43 burger. Best cheeseburger in town. Um, it's only like an $18 burger, but yeah, they don't ship they don't dude, that's a write-off. That's true. That's a content write-off. They won't ship that to Annapolis though. We'll get uh we'll get more views than than it costs dollars to make. So that's all we really got. Black Bears update there. Uh, we're gonna end up in, in the interview here with the Chesapeake Bay Lightning ladies, and as they uh take us in the Nationals here. So Bobcat, anything you want to leave the people on? If you eat peeps this weekend, you're disgusting. Especially if you're one of those people who eat the stale peeps, like the super stale ones. Peeps in general are gross. If you are over the age of, you know, like 10 and you're eating peeps, where we, I haven't, I don't think I've been too, um, you know, divided with our fans so yeah. far. But if you're a peep fan, uh, we're on opposite sides of the aisle here. Yeah. When we used to doll it up and really get fucking crazy for Easter and they'd be like laying out on the table, you, you, you always got to grab one. It's like, oh, look at this peep. And then you take that first bite and the, the second your teeth, come together to that marshmallow you just kind of want to be like i want to die right now yeah, i'm gonna throw them in the microwave and blow them up dude <laughs> what i mean i i will eat a cadbury egg however yeah oh yeah or make maybe a big uh all right so is your what's your go-to on uh easter candy here is it the big reese's chalk the reese's puff egg the reese's reese's cup egg dude i gotta i think i gotta go with the just because it's like uh, it's elusive it's like the mcrib it's like the shamrock shake i gotta go with the cadbury egg they're only in season during easter you know reese's does the they do the freaking christmas trees they do the pumpkins you can always get that fat reese's but i tell you what that peanut butter to chocolate ratio is never better yeah. than one of those reese's seasonal shapes 
or it just a good Godiva, Godiva, however you want to call it, just chocolate bunny. Yeah, dude, I can't do the solid bunny. That's way too much. No, man. it's got to be the hollow one. It's got to be hollow. Oh, I got to yeah, be able to like hollow. put a knuckle into it and just drop that yeah. fucker in. But yeah, everything's egg shaped and fucking rabbit shaped. And then if like, we're talking jelly beans, it's jelly bellies or Starburst jelly beans. Don't give me any of this. You oh, know, I'm not picky about beans. things. I'm not. Oh. I'm not super picky, but. Dude, you get some stale jelly beans. These, these, you know, these mom and pop jelly beans, they ain't cutting it. I need the, uh, the fabricated sugar filled yeah. Starburst jelly beans. Yeah, but everything's just everything's just rabbit and egg and whatever shape. Ah, Swedish fish jelly beans, if you want to get kind of crazy, do it that Ooh, way. But is yeah, that just, a thing? It is a thing. Just don't, like Bobcat, just don't eat peeps this weekend. Don't do don't it. Don't eat peeps. Don't do it. But um, that's that's all we got. So let's kick it over to the Chesapeake Bay Lightning and see what these ladies are up to as they head to Natty's. Spark. All right, we now welcome on two very special guests, Izzy and Danielle. They're two players on the Chesapeake Bay Lightning, which is a semi-pro women's hockey team here in the area in the DMV, and they've got USA Hockey Nationals coming up. So we'll just get right into it, ladies. How you doing? How's it going? Love it, love it. So happy to have you on here. So we'll, let's start with this. Let's talk about yourselves. Let's pump your tires a bit. Izzy, we'll start with you. Um, we got some notes here. There's a lot yeah. of stuff uh, that looks like working for the Caps. You got a Stanley Cup ring. So kind of take us through your hockey background, where, where you're from, where it started, and uh, how, how you got to this point. Yeah, um, I grew up in New Jersey, right around Princeton. Um, and I started playing hockey when I was six. I have a, an older brother and my dad uh, both played. So I was a rink rat from like my first steps. Um, my mom wanted me to be a figure skater and we made a deal that I would take one winter of figure skating lessons. And I have a specific memory of being five years old and like walking <laughs> off the ice and being like, cool, I did that. It's time to play hockey. Um, and have just throw the toe pick skates away. You're just yes, like, the hell exactly. With I was like, this is not for me. I know it. Um, oh no, I was gonna say, I did the same thing, but it's because <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, dude, there's those guys that they have black skates and these ones are these like are plastic. And yeah, I want those ones. Like, how do I get those ones? Yeah, <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, and then I was really lucky that my dad was super involved, so he was my coach for almost my entire career growing up. I played boys hockey until I was like 12 or 14. Like we were talking about, you know, like up until peewees and then to keep me away from um, the asshole dudes, he actually started a, a girls club at our program. Um, and I played in that group until um, high school. And then I joined some like AAA teams farther away um, because I really wanted to play college hockey and got recruited right. to play at Wesleyan. Um, so I played four years there. It was not a great goal scorer, but I did have longevity. Yeah. I didn't miss a single there year you go. of my career. <laughs> longevity in NCAA hockey yeah. is... <laughs> There you I go. didn't tear my ACL until after I finished my hockey <laughs> career. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I moved to DC pretty much after graduation and have been kicking around the DMV for 10 years. Um, what brought you here? I taught when I first graduated from college. Um, so I did an AmeriCorps program called City Year. And I taught in Southeast DC for two years and then um, stayed and got a master's in public policy. And when I'm... Um, We've been working in education ever since. And right now I'm a director of career and leadership development for DC public schools. So I work with all of our teachers and principals to help them think about what their careers are and what leadership means to them. 
Love it. And let's not, let's not sweep under the rug, the, the oh. cup ring, like we yeah, said, the cap. Right. So what, what was your, what was your uh, kind of duty with the, with the game night this, staff there? Flexing on us. Okay. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I, um, uh, like four or five years ago had some bills that I was having trouble paying. And I, um, was like, I, I really don't want to do service work. I don't want to like go back to restaurants, um, and kind of just like, was like, I wonder if the caps are hiring and they were. Um, so I was a game night staffer for four seasons and I did all the stuff that involves kids during the game night program. So when you go to caps games and you see those little kids skate out with flags yeah. in the tunnel, alumni, I, alumni that was... Baby. I was one of those kids. You were, you were a flag kid. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. Like, no, I was a shovel kid in like, oh. I think. yeah, I did the shovel thing once. Yeah. The... Yes. So yeah, I did, I did the flags and then I did uh, mice on ice. I was like the ref. So I got to be on ice during oh, the game, nice. which was really dope. Yeah. Love so it. So Danielle, it's your turn now. Like what, how, yeah, all right. what's the connection the here? We're DMV. Like what, what's the background? Yeah. I just started playing like last year. It's brand new to sport. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I go out. <laughs> Danielle's a wonder kid. <laughs> put on skates like, last year. Immediately. <laughs> I just figured it out. Like it was my, uh, COVID <laughs> learn to do on my, yeah, learn yeah, to do yeah. is now I play semi-pro hockey. Yeah. Your yeah. COVID, your COVID your 10, hours a year. semi-pro hockey. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, it was like my, my hobby. So I was just bored. No, um, I my I grew up in Massachusetts, so everybody played okay. hockey there. Yeah. Um, uh, I came home with a fire one day um, in kindergarten. I think I was like four or three years old, and handed to my parents saying, "I want to do this," and they're like, "Okay." And so, um, you know, thirty years later, I'm still playing. Um, and yeah, no, I I grew up, you know, just playing like I think boys hockey for you know, against the boys for my entire life through high school. Cause they didn't, my high school didn't have a girls team. Um, I played like some like, you know, pretty competitive, um, you know, um, uh, like travel teams in Massachusetts growing up, um, did that whole thing and then went to college. I just, I, w- I wanted to, I was kind of more interested in like pursuing like a journalism career in college versus like hockey or anything like that. So, you know, I was, you know, I was like fringe anyways. It's not like I was getting a big scholarship. So I was like, <laughs> so I went to play like club hockey over at Hofstra University. Okay. Um, yeah. Are you, uh, you rooting for UMass this weekend? Yes. Yes. Really excited. My, my younger brother went there. So I got to support No them. way. All right, cool. Yeah. So there you go. We got, we got a defenseman on the episode. We got a fan on the episode too. Let's go. Exactly. Yes. Um, been on learn to skate coach for a few years um you know and some acting i saw right it's a big act a budding a budding acting career yeah so so um if you if you recognize me it's because you know you may have saw me for like a tenth of a frame in the hit movie that went straight to netflix back in 2010 called a little help it was starring jenna fisher um as you recall pam from the office Um, there you go so it was a huge film Huge film. Um, I, was I remember like Walker it was yesterday. Eight. I remember yeah. like it was yesterday. Yeah. Did you, so, did you see it yesterday? No, 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 no. I oh. haven't seen it. Uh, <laughs> so what? How'd you guys get involved with the Lightning, or how did you? How'd you guys come together? I mean, you're from Massachusetts. Izzy, you're from New Jersey. Like, what? What brought you guys to the Lightning? Don't oh, I, don't fight over well, one first. Well, so 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 for me, I kind of like I moved to DC. Um, a few years ago from like me, I was in Maine doing like, I was writing for a newspaper there um, in Maine, I'm a reporter. I got like one of those like national DC jobs um, and came out here. I was looking to play some hockey. 
uh, I actually joined like another team and then, um, you know, I was skating with a lot of the BT, you know, the players on the Chesapeake Bay team um, during like a summer, during like a summer league and they're like, you should play for our team. I was like, okay. I came out and you're free I agent. Out, they three signed years you free later, agency. they signed me as a, they, and I was like, well, you know, like depends on what you can offer me. And they're like, we'll give you lots of beer. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you're like, I'm, I'm sold. I mean, it's well, more of a signing yeah. bonus than I've gotten. Yeah. And yeah. obviously not a bad free agent pickup, 30 points in 31 games, it looks like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's well. <laughs> Pumping the tires here. Let's go. About yeah. a point per game player. Right, right. You know, my plus minus is through the roof. You know, I'm a good way. We won't what about the Corsi? Uh, are we getting into the Corsi or what's going on there? <laughs> Any advanced analytics? Advanced analytics, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, my, my, my production value is huge. So I'm just like, you know, they keep me on the team. <laughs> what about you, Izzy? How did you get involved here? Um, well, I'm, I'm a new ad, a pandemic ad. So I okay. um, moved down here and again, my dad did a google and was like oh i found you a hockey team so um i played with the washington wolves for the past five years it's a c team um and last season or two seasons ago we hired a coach who played d1 hockey um and she plays for chesapeake and um the wolves didn't have a season this year and she was like look man you can come play for us. And I was like, yes. And the level is great. I, the group is great. And I'm really excited to be here and be involved with this, with this team. Love it. Love it. So before we get into this season and kind of how COVID impacted things and the trip to Natty's what's, I mean, semi-pro women's hockey team, what's a normal season look like for you guys? Who are you playing against? Um, how many games are you getting in? How far are you traveling? What's, what's a normal yeah, season we, look like? We, we want it, We want people, you know, be informed of all the levels of hockey that we have. So yeah, what, what's, what's going on there? Sorry to jump in, but I, I'm, I'm curious myself. Yeah. Well, in a normal year, what you would see is like, we would go and, um, you know, we'd play some like local teams, um, you know, so occasionally we would go and travel to like New York or something like that to play like, and then do a day trip to play like against like Manhattanville or Pennsylvania to play against like Penn State club team. Uh, Manhattanville is like D3, um, you know, so play some D3 teams. Um, then we would like travel and do like, you know, to like Cleveland during the fall and play like um, the Cleveland teams, a few Michigan teams. Um, and then throughout, you know, especially like, you know, later, like, you know, late December, early January into February and March, you know, we'd be traveling all over the place, kind of like, you know, be going to like Michigan, uh, Elmira, New York, um, and, you know, just all different. Well, it's nice that Nationals yeah. looks like it's going to Florida. You'll get some, you know, decent weather. You're not just going north, north, north. Oh, Occupation, yes. man. We are ready for some sun and skating. Yeah, I'm excited for this. This is my first vacation and God knows how long. So I'm like, <laughs> love it. The way you can go not on vacation a, nowadays no. is go for hockey. Yeah. yeah, it is not a vacation. It's a serious trip. It's a business trip. Serious business trip. Business trip. So, what, however, you guys, you know, are you guys made up of just, it seems like, you know, a ragtag? You're from Pitt or you're from Mass. You're from Jersey. Like, how, like, what's the rest of the group look like? It's a melting pot. I mean, it's, I think it's very representative of what the DMV is, right? With like lots of transplants from all over the country. So we have some Canadians, we have some New Yorkers, we've got some folks all the way from California, um, just different. And then also players who grew up here, um, who were raised locally, who came through local youth organizations and have come back. Yeah, we've got um, a Bowie hockey playing. alumni, former teammate yes. of me in Billman's. Beckman, yeah. who played at Beckman. Bowie. 
shoot. Uh, and then some yeah. other folks who play for the Washington Pride, um, which is a big program that sends a lot of girls Massive, to college yeah. around here. So. so talking about that team, it looks like from the email here, talk about some of the talent that uh, that's on that team. I see some ex NCAA athletes, some, a few are ex NWHL pro players. We got a, we got a Finn. We got a Finn, a Finn? on the team. Talk about some of the talent that's on that roster. Those Finns oh. like to have fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> was so like it's it's incredible like how like like the talent like the dc like women's hockey scene like over the last like three to five years have just like grown insane it's just it's been it's been absurd like this year like we just we've been adding all these like really amazing players that are just great i'm like and i'm like 33 and i'm like been here for a few years so i'm like trying to keep up with like these 25 year olds but like (laughs) there there's some like um, there's some like really just great players that just you, you sound know, like that, the NHLers and they just keep bringing the young people in. And I but keep it's up. true. Every day Seriously. we get older <laughs> and they get younger, and they like. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really impressed with the number of like ex pros. We have uh, three or four ex riveters on our team from the NWHL. Um, lots of girls who played in D1 programs, Union, Cornell, Harvard. So also like really smart girls on top of the fact that they play hockey like bosses. Um, and then a lot of D3 representation and, and club hockey like Danielle played, which is super competitive. Um, so it's, I think what's really exciting about this group is the level of discipline and knowledge of the game that comes from all that experience that everyone brings. Um, and that's what makes it so fun to play with this group for well, me we, at least. We keep bringing in big brain guests. We've had some Providence people, you know, we're getting some Ivy league kids up there and it sounds like the lightning's got plenty of it too. So mm-hmm. not only are we talking good hockey, uh, we're eloquent speakers as well. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. I, I, I also have a podcast, so I have lots of room to practice. <laughs> Love it. Pump your tires. What, what's the podcast? Yeah, Where can well, people find you? Yeah. It's, 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 it called, it's called the Biden Transition Podcast. And it's super, it's just like you take like the nerdiest, like antitrust laws and I'll bring on the, like in an expert and we'll just talk about antitrust laws and monopolies for good solid 30 minutes. Like, and then like voting rights and just different things like there that. But like, there we get like, yeah, I get national, you know, national reporters. And and then I'm you go to the rink and turn it on to play hockey. And that's what I do. And then, like, you know, I'm a reporter. Like, I'm typing all day. I'm doing my podcast. I'm just, like, super annoyed. And, like, I'm just, like, like <laughs> let loose on the ice. Drink, you know, go and, like, like so, throw, in, throw, in, throw <laughs> the pocket, get a few goals, do some dangles, and just pound back a few Millers. And I was good. about to say, and then drink some beers, which is the best part about going to the rink it's every damn time. Every, everyone on this podcast can play hockey right now, except me. I'm sitting here in Annapolis. There's nothing going on. DC, oh, no. you can play. Virginia, you can play. Oh, I'm just tough. golfing every weekend. And I'm not come, good at golf. I'm better at come hockey down than to golf. Laurel. Play with us. <laughs> all right. So let's talk. Let's talk nationals. How did how did it all come about? Uh, do you guys have a schedule yet? What's uh, it's coming up here? April, April 22nd to 25th. Like Bobcat said, you're going down to Tampa, sun, Tampa, sunny, beautiful Tampa. Uh, what, what can you guys expect going down there for this entire weekend of hockey? Yeah. I mean, we, I, I don't know if we have the schedule quite yet ready, but like, it was like one of those things where like, okay, is nationals going to happen? Is nationals not going to happen? And then it like, didn't look like it was going to happen, but then all of a sudden it did. And so like, um, yeah, we're, we're playing teams from like Michigan, I think like Ohio, like Texas, Florida, like, like just like all over the place. Um, you know, so it's going to be really competitive. It's going to be really tough. Um, 
and it's going to be like a kind of like a, just a true like national championship. It's, it's and do you guys really get awesome. any, um, you know, fundraising or how do you guys get there? Are yes. we taking a coach bus? Like, are we flying? <laughs> We're flying and then we got ourselves like a hockey COVID house bubble thing that we got oh, going on. So that sounds like a party. Yeah. Bubble <laughs> no, it's very Tampa. serious. Yes. Yeah. Well, we know very serious, but at, very yeah. serious. <laughs> Pre-game seriousness, post-game party. <laughs> There will be no sunbathing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we definitely, we're fundraising to kind of offset the cost because we do have to bubble and get down there. Um, it's a little bit more expensive than it would be normally. Uh, so it's all online. We're doing something called the Bay to Bay fundraiser since we're the Chesapeake Bay team and we're headed to the Tampa Bay area. Um, so you can go online and, and take a look at all that and um, contributions will help us get to Tampa um, and if you donate $50 and uh, commit to working out during April, you can get fit with our team. Um, and we have some like <laughs> really fit ladies. Uh, so, yeah. you know, you can you really get that beach body going. Um, We're talking abs, we'll abs, to on the top, <laughs> abs on top of like abs. It's I just showed the bike that's collecting <laughs> dust in my garage. So yeah, maybe I, is it tax deductible? Is the, is the, is the donation tax deductible? I don't know the answer to that question. It is. It is. It is. I think it is. It is. Okay. I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Do you guys have an Instagram or where can we we find you guys? Or where do we find the the, the profile? Go Big Red? Go Big Red Hockey. At Go Big Red Hockey is our Instagram and our Twitter, I believe. Yep. Twitter too. Love it. So like you mentioned, the Bay to Bay 2000K, it's like you said, the virtual fitness relay. People can donate, help you guys get down to Florida. Follow your Instagram, follow your Facebook, the Twitter, all that good stuff. But I also see there's going to be some videos. Uh, it looks like we have like an 80s montage, the Mayor Chesapeake City. I think you're borrowing the boat from the harbor. Yeah. It's, <laughs> is, that, is that a big thing? Like it's, it's, it's a top the content, notch a big journalism thing. team, top notch journalism team. Do you need some, you know, like video assistance for some local people that you might be talking to right now? We need, we need as much hype as we can possibly yes. get. So if you guys can provide like all of the hype for this mm-hmm. team. We, we need your money. We just can't stress enough that like we have been in the last year getting dressed in parking lots, like yeah. scrounging for games, playing and beating uh, the Frederick firefighters multiple times who are wonderful competition. But we're very excited to like be able to compete for the only banner that women get to play for this year. Um, and any help, any hype, any help that you can give us would be so appreciated. Yeah. I know we we wanted to try and get this on earlier. Unfortunately, it will drop in April. But yeah, talk to us about you know the the growth of women's hockey even since you started playing to now. It's it's huge. Oh my god, yeah, it's huge. It's I mean, um, when we started playing, women couldn't even go to the Olympics, right? Like '98, I was 10 years old, and that was the first time there was a like a real international competition that was included in. Um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Right. And codified. Um, and since then the game has just exploded. I mean, I look at some of the youth teams now and watch them practice. And I'm like, I ask myself, like, would I be a better player now? Or would I just not have made those teams? Because there's so <laughs> many girls playing. Um, and like, like Danielle said, you can see it in the way that our team shapes up because of that, because there are so many girls who are going to college playing at a really high level and coming back and joining teams like CBL. 
Well, I think if there were if if Seattle and Vegas were in the league our draft year, Billman, we'd be in the show. Granted, we didn't play a single <laughs> a single NCAA game in our lives, but yeah. No, I, I remember that too. That was around like the, the time confidence. that I was I was really getting into hockey and I would watch any hockey I could. It was Cami mm-hmm. Granado. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who is a scout? She's a scout for Seattle now. Yeah, oh, no absolutely. Way. See, yeah. I mean that's if amazing. I had if I, I had that, that connection, if I only had that connection was <laughs> yeah, born ten years known. later. <laughs> yeah, like like Danielle keeps saying, it's all serious, it's all business. We're here to we're here to play and win. Yeah. We don't, we're not worrying about the beers quite yet. We are, not but yet. we're not going to let people know we're thinking about the beers. That's quite a yet. Sunday <laughs> thing. We're yeah, worrying about thing. the beers on Sunday. That's like a, that's like you know we we win no beer until like after we hoist like the the trophy the, the trophy. So do you, are we gonna? Yeah. Are you get, Are you gonna be allowed to dress in the arena? Is there, there's no rules in Florida, right? So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, our team is pretty cautious, and something that I'm really proud of is like we've been playing since September, October, and not have not had a single case of COVID. But for that us, that means giving up the locker rooms, even though there are no rules in Florida. We'll be dressing in the parking lot. A lot of us wear masks or face shields. Um, Many of us are now vaccinated, which is very exciting, but not everyone. So we're still trying to be as careful. As getting possible. microchipped Saturday. <laughs> yes. I'm getting my 5G injection. I'll have a tail in a month, but I will be clean. I want my J and J. That's I'm, I'm hoping for the J and J. Yeah, I'm gonna get. The, I'm driving to Salisbury to get it. Yeah. Yeah. So last thing, we'll have you leave us here talking about the team. We've talked about the charity. Who? Tell us about some of the players. Who are who are the studs? Who who are the ones that are going to go down to Florida with you? Maybe the horses on your team that you kind of rely on to score the points. And uh, who's talk about the tendy? The tendies never get love. Who's the oh, tendy yeah. on the team? And talk about her a bit. I mean, oh, Maria. we call our tendy the queen. Like the queen. she okay. is just awesome. She is so tenacious. She's a small goalie, but. She's super mobile. She has an, an incredibly fast glove. I know I spent years playing against her trying to figure that out. Um, and so she, smart. she's super smart and um, big also brain, big brain pod. one of our really fit players. Like she's a big CrossFit person. Um, we've got a former Finnish national team player on our blue line who is incredible. Our, like, our blue line is super solid. We have two former pros and a former Finnish national who played for RPI. Like, they are scary. Yeah. They're Let's get also some name huge. Drops. Let's also, get some name drops. Uh, we got like uh, Amber Moore is a NWHL player. We got Stretch, who's a former NWHL player. Love um, it. Yeah. And um, yeah, going back to Maria real quick, though, I just want to tell you, like, um, so I like last year, I like tore my rotator cuff. So I was like, shoot, I can't really like do like, I, I'm like, I'm just having trouble, like, you know, banging, you know, around up front, you, mm-hmm. you know, and like doing some things that I would normally do as a forward. So I dropped back onto D. I haven't barely played D throughout my entire life. And so I was kind of like learning it on the fly. And Maria, like, literally would just scream at me what to do on the ice the entire <laughs> time, like, literally, like in my face, like screaming at me. And I'm like, thank you for so much. <laughs> like, but like, yeah, she, she taught, she like is so knowledgeable about the game and she, te- you know, taught really taught, te- taught me so much about it and like allowed me to kind of adapt and become a pretty serviceable defenseman. So it's, you know, she's, she really is like a true, like kind of like a general on the ice. It's really, love it. Awesome. I, I yeah. want to point something out. You, you are underselling this fundraiser. I'm reading right now. <laughs> if you set a personal goal of 25 K is it kilometers? 
our bikers minimum is 50k Mm -hmm. or 50 bucks or more you can get a virtual yoga team workout yeah a prize you can get a high what's the high from team tampa are you guys going to be doing cameos or what's the deal there yeah like okay video Mm -hmm. okay and then we'll get some some signatures or some names on some twigs let's pump that up a little bit like like the, the workout too is like we have a literal personal trainer. And when I mean like abs on top of abs, like it's like literally like the most fit person she's I've ever stacked. seen. Yes. She's stacked and she's like intense and she'll <laughs> shoot like a puck through your chest. If she ever, like, <laughs> like it's like, you do not want to get in front of her, her shot because in, so like her workouts are very, very tough. And we I'll all stick have to, to the yoga. I'll do the yoga. I'll do the yoga. I'm changing impact. my mind now, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's low impact. I'll stick with the yoga. Stretching. Uh, is there any any apparel anywhere for sale people can buy? Some shirts, some jerseys, anything like uh, that? I don't think so I don't think yet. We have apparel right well, now. We'll just have to do a We're collab. in the process we of redesigning it. our logo. So we'll have to come back and um, she'll be apparel another time. We'll do yeah. we'll do a collab. We can yeah. we can we, we can mock some stuff up. I love we'll it. We'll have to we'll have to get our marketing team on that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, you we'll get your people. people in term in touch with our people, you're yeah. marketing with our marketing. Matt, which is Matt's probably... our people, by the yeah. way. Matt's our people. <laughs> but um love it, love it. Well, Danielle Izzy, so appreciate you you guys coming on and talking about the Chesapeake Bay Lightning. Nashville sounds like it's gonna be a great business trip. Business trip. A great fun business trip. We hope you we hope you all come back with the trophy and all and all that. But uh yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, if there's any content you guys post out, tag us in it, do all that so we can promote awesome. it, post it on our end. And uh, best of luck. Really Thank look forward to Keep us Thanks posted. For having us, guys. Once everything yeah, opens so back up, we'll, we'll come cover some stuff and yeah, do a little please. Instagram yeah. takeover and all yeah. that all that good fun. But Oh, well, and Instagram awesome. takeover. That's what we'll do. So we'll when you're down there, let us know. DM mm-hmm. us and we'll have you do an Instagram takeover on our stuff one of the, for one of the games and everything yep. and all that good stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Love Look it. at that. Yeah. Big Thank brain you. episode. Go, go Big Red Hockey. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us along. We got this. Follow we got to win. Donate. Do all that DMV. stuff. Yes. Bring it home. Bring it, it, was, bring we it don't home. Want that, we don't want that bring, damn banner going to fucking like Dallas it's or not going to Cleveland. Like it's not no, going to Dallas. Not going it's to, coming no. back here. It's Cleveland back doesn't. Cleveland's not where it belongs. So it doesn't matter. No. 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 This is where it belongs. Like Michigan. Like no. Screw them. Like yeah. screw. That's not a real hockey town. <laughs> yeah, Detroit. <laughs> not like we wanted hanging in the Gardens Ice House, baby. But yeah. there it is. Thank you again yeah. so much. Raise it to the rafters. Hashtag raise it to the rafters. <laughs> Hashtag go big red. Hashtag go big red. I'm finna jump for this shit All top when I speak All cap with the speech Till they caught up in the rapture I'm so out of line with the phrase game Let's take a break Been a long day Hit your line with your fog Doing with the light sticks Maybe help me spark the ideas We got nowhere else to go It's only up from there I've been on my own Just running through the fields Say vivid for the ears I know that's how they like it Yeah, I fantasize it. Tell me that it's real When it's all said and done I said it how I feel it I let them hit the fear Of a passive aggressive Angry black man with a passion Steady grip while I shoot To the stars with a full clip Try and line with a loose leaf Then I proofread till I lose sleep couldn't handle the truth in your bed with the right. Love at first sight shit, art over hype shit. Need a sound bite for the time capsule. Press play, they pause time for a bit. Smitten, I admit it, could they kick it? I'm in love with the fine print. Scribble type of shit they wouldn't find behind it. Why the specials behind the eyelid? Tell a reckless with the clauses. Careful with the cost me. Need a shit forever, but I never ever stop until they put me in the coffin or they off me. Fuck niggas quick to auction, they false print. Always read the shit with the caution. Hold the ten toes down for the dogs, you can see the paw print. Searching for the answers in the bottom of the last strip of the handle. The beginning of the candle, do shit to myself, give me fears when I'm looking in the mirror. I'm seeing somebody else, yeah. Me call the song as I'm asleep, show. 
wrist thing and they rose gold and buying a glove for me. I couldn't pinpoint on the globe, so I wanted to go for me. Just know that I don't fit in, but I wanna feel everything. Low with the sky foes where the rhyme floats, I don't really know. Just what we might go with the mind scope. So many things I never learned with my eyes closed. Too busy with the schemes on the telling of my dreams on the rail, bitch. I grind like my life's on the line, hella wire. So far through with the light sticks, we open up when the light flicks. On sight, yellow cash rolls, everything around me. Hunting for the bounty, where that nigga drip on fountain. Ran a tree down by the ounce, liquor skin brown, slipping down to the earth, spin around. Life is hella short, don't make it count. Tell the people I need three, four, five, better count it back out loud. We'll be getting in for the night. I never hit reply, but it red, I just wanna feel alive. Life is so much more than the bills. I just want a house in the hills. I just wanna look into her eyes while I'm gripping on her thighs So she knowin' that it's real They don't really want it with the kid I do this shit to feed my future kids And I got these lame niggas crossed cause I'm starving They gotta see my highlight, real Me caught a song as I'm asleep, shoulder Every thing and they rose gold and might go for me Couldn't pinpoint in the globe, so I wanted to go for me Just know that I don't fit in, but I wanna feel everything Everything, yeah.